Welcome back. I'm so excited that you decided to join me here for another episode. I'm really excited about today's topic. These 10 tips, they are going to truly be able to help you in what might seem like a huge undertaking of feeding your entire family multiple times a day and not going through drive through so often and not wasting food and actually eating the stuff that you cooked and really being able to nourish yourselves and your families. It's not enough to just say, yeah, there's food in the fridge. There's more to it than that. And if you're feeling in this area, if you're struggling, then today's episode is going to be incredibly helpful for you. Take one tip, take two tips, or take all 10 and run with them. I'm going to be diving into all of the things that I do every single week to be able to help my family truly sit down at the table most of the time so that I feel good about what I'm feeding them and so that my husband and I can feel really good about how much money we're saving by not going out to eat all the time. If this sounds like something that you need in your house, then what do you say? Let's get started with today's episode. Systemize your life with Chelsea Joe. That's me. And this is a podcast for modern women who are eager to live with more meaning and less overwhelm. We're about to tap into some fiercely meaningful relationships, banging organization and time management strategies, and a rock solid plan for our personal well-being with functional systems to those problems we all go through. Girl, if you feel like you're watching life go by from a window on the hot mess express, then it's time to roll up your sleeves, dig in, and get your life out of the chaos and into confidence. What an awesome opportunity for you to really pour into your family with just this one simple thing, food. And that one simple thing can have such a great impact on so many different areas of your life. But what we're going to be focusing on today are the things that you can do, the simple things that you can do to be able to create more time and really stop making it so complicated and really making it out to be this big thing that it doesn't have to be. I remember very clearly how complicated I made this when Bailey was just born and Blaine and I hadn't been married that long and we had Frankie Joe too. And like, I just was working so hard and I was like, I cannot believe how much time I'm like spending on this. And There's going to be some really great homework for you at the end of this episode. And just so you know, whenever we do give you homework, or even if we don't give you homework and you take it upon yourself to implement, or if you have questions or if you get stuck whenever you're doing the things that you're learning from this podcast, you can just pop over inside of our Facebook group. And that is where we will be following up with you anytime we give you homework. And today I have some really easy, but really impactful homework for you to do that you probably haven't really ever considered. So make sure you stick around till the very end so that you can get that homework um, and take what we've taught today in this episode and actually make it matter and do something with it. So the real goal for today is for you to figure out which one of these 10 tips you feel like you need to focus on first. Obviously, whenever I'm giving you a list of 10 things, that means that there's a lot of different options for you to improve. There's a lot of different angles and a lot of different ways that you can put your puzzle together. This is the way that I have put my puzzles together 
This is the way that I have managed to get our grocery bill down dramatically, not go out to eat as often, and control the type of food that myself and the rest of my family are eating. And obviously this applies to our breakfast and our lunch as well, but right now we're just going to talk about dinner. So if you're taking notes, I want you to get out your notepad and I want you to write number one through 10 on that notepad and let's get started with number one. The first thing that you can do to be able to save time so that you are actually producing dinner most nights of the week is to have your menu board. Menu boards are something that we talk about. I go in depth and talk about this at length on other podcast episodes. You can use our podcast vault. It's completely free. It's just a spreadsheet resource for all of our listeners to go in and look at every podcast episode by category. It's color-coded. It's searchable, which is amazing. I know that you can search all podcasts for certain topics, but if you just want to search our podcasts, all of the podcasts I've ever put out, you can go to chelseajoe.co backslash podcast vault and type in any word you want. The search feature is just control F and depending on if you're a Mac or what type of computer you use. It's a little bit different, but the instructions are in there. Nevertheless, you can go in there and you can type in meal board or menu board or meal cards, and it will give you all the episodes that we've ever done on that. Huge time saver. It's a system that I created to be able to help me truly plan all of our meals in about 20 minutes for the entire week. I don't even think it takes that long, to be honest. I think it takes like maybe five, 10 minutes with that specific system. Number two, prep on the weekends you should be prepping something. And if you're not prepping, you should be buying pre-prepped food. (laughs) Stop cutting your broccoli. I mean, you can cut your broccoli if you're doing it on the weekends, but don't leave yourself with like so much, just all of your prep for the night of when you're actually cooking. It doesn't make any sense. You're not going to want to do it and you don't have time to do it. So stop telling yourself that you have time to do it because you don't have time to do it, which is why you're not doing it. (laughs) So buy the bag of broccoli that's already chopped. You know, that is that is a great place to be. Um, now there will be a season in my life when I can cook more from scratch and I try and bring in one to three nights of that where everything is from scratch, you know, but not every night looks like that right now. And it probably doesn't look like that for you either, but it doesn't mean that you can't have fresh food. It just means that you got to get really creative and you got to dedicate time to prepping your food on the weekends Your prep can look like a lot of different things depending on what you need. For me, the heaviest time of the day when I need food prepped is lunches. That's just me. Dinners, we're buying things and the way that we eat, which I'm going to talk about here in a couple bullet points is lends itself to being much more simple cooking. And so I don't have to prep my dinner as much, but I do prep my lunches quite heavily. Um, especially for me, not so much for the girls, but more so for me. All right. Number three, have a staple bulk list. This has been a game changer for me over the past, I'd say year is really shifting to having our staples that we eat all the time in bulk. And so this is kind of like a double whammy. It's a, have a staple bulk list. Like what are your staples and make sure that you have a list of them and buy them in bulk. So if it's the rice, and for us, it's even some of our protein, well, it's most of our protein, actually, and our grains, 
all of the things like sweet potatoes, I even buy those in bulk. White potatoes, I've been buying those in bulk. Rice, definitely. Oats, definitely. Granola, yes. Yogurt, we've kind of been doing in bulk. Bread, we've been doing in bulk. Just so many different things. And on a two-week basis, I've even really kind of narrowed in my bulk list on the produce, the organic produce that I can get from Costco versus having to go every single week to sprouts to be able to get it. So just look at what you can have on hand as bulk. And the reason why this is like a huge time saver, obviously it's a money saver. The more you can buy in bulk, the more you save financially, but also the time because I don't have to shop for it as much because it's just always there in my house. It's been it's been amazing to not feel like I have to go to the grocery store every single weekend because we have staples on hand and I can just run in real quick, 20 minutes, grab a couple extras of the perishables like our berries or whatnot that don't, sometimes our berries are lasting two weeks though, you know, and so having that kind of dialed in is a really fun place to start. If you already have your menu board and you're prepping, this is kind of more of an advanced tip, although I would say it's something that you can start working on right now, but that menu board is definitely in order here. Not all of these tips, number one through 10 are in order, but number one is the first and most important one. All right, let's look at number four is to create a staple protein, carb, and greens rotation or list. If you'd rather call it a list, you can call it that. So these are your, this is kind of the way that we eat that I was telling you lends itself to being super simple. And so every single plate has a carb, a protein, and a green on it. And sometimes that green is an avocado (laughs) and that is just fine. But we have like our five greens that we rotate through. We have our five proteins that we rotate through. And then our carbohydrates, we have our go-tos that we always rotate through. There's a lot of options there. And depending on, you know, where you're at on the spectrum of you know, paleo or vegan or keto or eat whatever you want. Hopefully you're just on the bandwagon of looking at the ingredients that are in your food when you buy them and choosing to not purchase the ones that have fake or alternative preservatives, sugars, and dyes in them. And if you don't know where to start with that, just start reading your ingredients. Okay. So this staple protein carb and green list is basically how we come up with all of our meals and so sometimes whenever I'm like oh my gosh I didn't get to planning this weekend I really don't even have a list but I know I got to go to the grocery store like I did not make that full fundamental need happen because I am absolutely normal and I (laughs) experience all the same things as you and I don't show up 100% of the time to 100% of my fundamental needs and there are also times when Blaine and I say hey we want to play all weekend and we know what that's going to mean for us that means a quick trip to the grocery store I just go with I need five staple meats greens and carbs in my cart and that's what we're eating and like it's that simple I'm in and out in the grocery store in 30 minutes max and it's really been a huge shift in the way that and it's also helped me to be able to create that bulk list and so I can go to Costco because we've been doing that so long now I can go to Costco and I can purchase those bulk things I know that they're going to hold us through for two weeks so that's kind of the shift that I want you to start to make in your brain when you're thinking about what to produce for dinners 
Here's the next one. (laughs) This is going to get some of you and don't let this intimidate you, but it is. And if this speaks to you, then make sure that this is where you start. Number five is cook one meal for the whole family and adapt it as needed. So there are so many moms out there that really do try their hardest and they want to give everything to their children. And so they end up being, you know, this like chef, this personal chef to every single person in the family. And they end up spending hours and hours and hours on cooking and their kids become more demanding and more needy, more picky, less inclusive of other things. So this is truly for the nourishment of your children. I know it seems hard and daunting to think about not cooking and creating special meals to the picky eaters in your family. And I'm not asking you to not do that. What I'm saying is gain the skill set of learning how to take one main meal and learn how to adapt it to every single person in the family. So for example, if we look at lasagna, my children will not touch lasagna with a 10 foot pole. But if Blaine and I really want lasagna, we will make lasagna. And before I put it all together, I will put one lasagna noodle out and then I will put the ground beef out and then whatever other vegetables that I put in the lasagna that I know that the kids like I separate them all out and then I make my lasagna I'll put the cheese on the side I'll put the spinach on the side and that whole meal is being cooked but when it gets produced and put on the plate for my children it doesn't look like it's in the form of lasagna but it is still all the ingredients of lasagna I did not cook anything else and as they've grown I slowly but surely will put that piece of lasagna cooked the way that we eat it on their plate and say, hey, you don't have to eat that, but I just wanted to give you the opportunity to have it on your plate. So maybe we could talk about the different things that you see. If you have really picky eaters, just start with conversations, start with exposure and allow them to be involved in this process. But do not ever, ever, ever Make it an expectation that you will cook something to meet every single person's need, especially if they are asking for the same thing over and over and over and over again. And there isn't any variety because we're looking at the micronutrients in food and you do want to produce healthy meals for your kids and you don't want them to just feel like they can demand whatever they want of mom. So if this is the one place that you feel like you need to start, get after it and then come over inside the Facebook group and let us know how it goes for you or if you need any support. Number six, make sure that you have a kitchen reset immediately after every single meal. And what I mean when I say a kitchen reset is after you have cooked breakfast and if you're home and you go in and you cook your lunch as a work from home mom or as a stay at home mom or a homeschooling mom, then after lunch, you need to reset your kitchen After every single time you go into the kitchen, it needs to be reset back to the state of like absolutely bare bones, no dirty dishes, clean counters, ready to cook in it again. Because whenever you go into dinner time, you don't want to be cleaning up dishes from last night's dinner or this morning's breakfast or today's lunch or the lunch boxes from the kids' backpacks when they came out, when they got home from school. All of that needs to be done. You need to be able to get in the kitchen grab your food, cook it, and be done with it for two reasons. If you think that you have to go into the kitchen and clean up before you actually start cooking, guess what's going to happen? You're tired. It's the end of the day. You don't want to do it. 
and you're not going to do it. And so that's going to be a huge temptation for you to put the kids in the car and go get something or order something in or ask your husband to pick up something on his way home. (laughs) Right? So make sure you're cleaning up that kitchen every single time after you get done cooking. Number seven is minimal dishes and cooking gadgets. I can't stress this enough. We have very little plates, very little cups, very little utensils. If we go all day long of eating every single meal, we will run out of forks. And that's just what it is. You use it, you clean it, you put it back. You don't need all of the chaos. You don't need all the clutter. You really don't need it. Get very, very, very minimal with what you have in your kitchen. It will save you so much time for looking for the cheese grater, looking for the spatula. Where's the can opener? I can't find the ice cream scooper. Where are all these random things? It should be very clear when you open your drawer exactly where everything is so you can grab it and you can get on your way with cooking. If you want to use your blender, you want to use your beaters, you want to use your mixer, those things should be tucked away underneath your counter. And it's okay if you have a few things on your counter, but you want to open up space for you to be able to cook so there's not clutter everywhere. Get really minimal in your kitchen. Number eight, obviously we could have talked about this one a long time ago, but make a list before you go to the grocery store. This is part of one of my fundamental needs of of prepping and planning my meals for the week, but just make sure that you have a list when you go into the grocery store. When we're looking at the all encompassing, like where and how much time you put into producing meals every single day, every single night, we're not just talking about the time you spend in the kitchen on that night. We're talking about all of it, how much time you spend planning and shopping and putting the food away and all of that is an opportunity for you to reduce how much time you're spending in this one area of your life. So please make sure that you have a list before you go to the grocery store. A, it's going to save you so much money because you're not just going to put random things in your cart. You might, but you'll put way less random things in your cart if you actually have a list and you're going to be able to get in and out of the store that much quicker. It's also incredibly fun for your kids. Now here's the pushback that I get from everyone. You will not hear this on my list and I'm going to talk about it now. The order online, go pick it up, have them put it in your car. I don't see anything wrong with that, but I do see it as a missed opportunity. I see it as a huge missed op- missed opportunity, and I am not a friend of missed opportunities. I it's like one of the things that like gets me in the gut is when I feel like there's been an opportunity that's been missed, which is a big reason why I always like being prepared because lack of preparedness leads to missed opportunities. And when it comes to the grocery store, making the list, doing the actual shopping, the exchange of pay, talking through, there's so many life lessons that happen in the grocery store that your kids are being robbed of by not going to the grocery store with you. I don't care how old they are. I do not care. And if you have to take one kid at a time, take one kid at a time. If this cannot be a family outing because you can't handle all the kids at once, that's fine. Get one kid trained and then you bring the other kid and they help you train the next kid. There is so much opportunity for learning. Just taking my 10-year-olds to the grocery store not long ago and immediately I learned so much about her. I learned what she doesn't know and I would never have known that there were certain things about going into a store and buying something that she didn't know if I'd never taken her to do that, right? These, There's just so much. There's so much that you can do and writing a list 
and having your kids read that list. Bailey's practicing spelling. She's learning how to read. She's learning how to write. She helps me write the grocery list. She helps me read it. That's such an incredible opportunity for you to be teaching your kids while you're doing a quote unquote chore. All right, let's look at number nine. Organize your fridge and pantry with labels. Put labels on everything so that everything can go back where it needs to go. And this one's kind of a mouthful. There's a lot of things in number nine. Organize your fridge, organize your pantry, make sure that everything's labeled. Why? Because the real time saving hack here or tip is putting everything back where it goes, even while you're cooking. If your fruits and vegetables are always in the exact same spot, your protein's always in the exact same spot, your breads are always in the exact same spot, your chips, if everything that you cook with, your spices, they're just clear, they're open, there's space between them, you can read the labels, they're available to you. If your entire kitchen is like that, it's going to save probably 30 minutes in total every single time you sit down to cook. Every single time you walk into that kitchen, your olive oil should be right there in a bottle ready to use. My butter is right there ready to use. My knives are right there. Everything that I need is just right there. If I'm gone and my husband's like, hey, where's the thing? I know exactly where it's at and I can text it to him if he can't find it by reading the labels, right? That's the other reason that we label. It helps your children and your family support you in putting things away so that you're not the only one that's doing it. Last tip, number 10, is plan your meals according to your schedule. This is probably something that you're not doing and it is a game changer. It's like the worst when you're like, oh, shoot, I planned to make this meal and mm, we're at sports until six o'clock. So that's not going to fly. <laughs> right. And then you feel like, well, shoot. And you've already set out the meat or that you then you just never get back to cooking that meal. And so that meal goes to waste. You're not really sure how to adapt it. Please make sure that you're looking at your calendar that you've already planned for the whole week. You know where everyone needs to be. When you go and you put your menu cards up on your meal board. So when you're planning out your dinners, make sure that you know exactly where you have to be and what you have to do that week so that you're not wasting resources, time, money, and energy spent on trying to produce food in a day where it's not actually going to work out. The other reason that you need to know that is maybe you are home, but you know that that bulk meat has to be pulled out of the fridge or the freezer these are all things that you're going to want to make a note of and really pay attention to so that you can be successful in getting dinner on the table most nights of the week. Now, here's your homework. This is what I told you to stick around for. You can go through and you can listen to all this and feel like, ah, eh, maybe it doesn't apply to me. Not a big deal. Or yeah, I'm not really doing that bad. This really isn't an area that I need to work on. Or maybe you already feel it and you really do know. But let's put some pen to paper. I've got three questions for you. You need to go and answer these. First one is how much money are you spending on groceries every single week and for the month? Don't guess. I know you didn't save your receipts, so it's fine. Go into your online banking and look, skim it, write it down, do the homework, tell your husband, see the number, see the actual number, look at it. Number two, how much time are you spending on planning, prepping, and cooking and going out to eat? How much time are you spending on feeding your family right now? A total number of hours for the entire week. That's where you're really going to be like, holy smokes, I really do need to systemize this and make it more efficient.
third piece of homework, very, very simple, is how much food are you throwing away at the end of each week? This is when Blaine and I really knew that we needed to have a better system in place. When we first got married, we were throwing away quite a bit of food and it was really frustrating. I didn't have all 10 of these things in place. Now that I do, we very, very rarely throw out food. Every once in a while, I bought something that wasn't a huge hit or we just, it just, I bought too much and it didn't get eaten up and I didn't get it put in the freezer on time. Every once in a while that will happen. I know that that's probably happening for you because it was happening for me before I had all of these in place. Once you answer these three questions, if you are brave enough, if you are bold enough, if you want to change that much, if you're really dedicated to this process, come over inside the Facebook group and share it with us. And like always, I'll meet you back here real soon for another episode on the Systemize Your Life podcast. Hey, before you go, if today's episode was meaningful to you, I know it will be for others. So please head over to iTunes, subscribe, then leave a review so more women can join our community too. And did you know that you can have an incredible impact on the women in your life? That's right. All you have to do is share what you learned today. Take a screenshot of this very podcast, tag me, and post it in your stories. What do you say we make a mighty breadcrumb trail for all the other women around us so we can make a change to the culture of how we care for each other and ourselves? I'll look forward to connecting with you over on Instagram. Until next time on Systemize Your Life with Chelsea Joe.